0: You're listening to the you Mentor Talk Show. I'm your host, Fatima Al-Sayed. On this weekly show, we invite experts to take us through the journeys of the professionals in their fields. On today's show, we're excited to welcome Hood and Cape. Um, it's very exciting to be interviewing a cartoon, but not really a cartoon because there's a real person behind Hood. alaikum Hood.
1: Wa alaikum assalam
0: Fatima. How are you? I'm doing very well. How are you? Alhamdulillah, I'm doing fine. Just to let people know, Hood is actually a full-time bioengineering student, um, PhD student. Uh, and she's actually in India right now. So it's like 2 a.m. right now for you? Yeah, it's 1.30 a.m. Thank you so much for agreeing to come on the show at 1.30 a.m. Um, you're so generous. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I know, it must be so I'm, hard.
1: I'm looking, Yeah, I'm very excited for this. I'm looking forward to it.
0: I'm very excited to share what we spoke about. Um, it's, you have a lot of very interesting perspectives and views. Um, so before we get into the show, can you tell us about your career background um, as a PhD student?
1: Yeah, so I did my uh, undergrad in genetic engineering. And the, after right after my undergrad, I uh, joined as a PhD student in the field of bioengineering mm-hmm. at IIT. Which is Indian Institute of Technology, and currently I'm in my second year of PhD. So uh, that's pretty much it.
0: Um, and as we go throughout the show, since Hood, we're keeping her identity a secret. Um, we're going to be showing a couple comics for you guys to enjoy. Uh, so feel free to read those and enjoy them while we're going through the show. Um, had you finished your bachelor's degree as well um, before this? And what was your bachelor's degree in? In
1: genetic engineering.
0: Okay, um, and how did you get into art? And how did you incorporate art with science?
1: So um, I've always been into uh, art because I think it's um, it's a part of, a part of my family background has to do with it because my father, my grandfather, both of them are uh, they they were engineers. And they were also poets and artists. So I've always had this um, uh, environment at my home that pushed me to pursue both. So, like I, I never really learned science as a course. Like sorry, uh, art as a course, mm-hmm. but uh, it always came, you know, as a way to communicate ideas, and the easiest way to communicate ideas for me. So mm-hmm. uh, that's that's what I use. That's why I use uh, art even right now to communicate both the scientific ideas and understandings to the common people, as well as um, things that are not so easy to handle in the real mm-hmm. world on my Hood and Cape uh, page on Instagram. So that's what I do with my art. Like, it, it's actually a mode to communicate.
0: Yeah. yeah. Um. So in. In terms of science and art, um, there's a lot of cultures that believe that, you know, science and art can't go hand in hand. Um, and you have a very interesting perspective on this. So can you share that with us?
1: Yeah. So even even in India, because we spoke about it earlier mm-hmm. and you told me it's the same thing there as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, in India also, there's a kind of hierarchy here that the people who have taken science are considered uh, superior, there's there's a mental hierarchy among students as well mm-hmm. as their parents. So in the society, so even uh, in science, you there's an option to choose uh, mathematics and biology. Like there's an option between the, both the subjects. So you, you, so you take physics, chemistry, and mathematics,
0: or physics, chemistry, and biology. So biology so, and mathematics can't go hand in hand.
1: They can but mm-hmm. uh, that's a special case generally like oh. broadly speaking these are the two categories oh, interesting so uh, yeah so the hierarchy is so is such that the people who have taken physics chemistry and mathematics they are considered the most intelligent superior mm-hmm. people and then comes um, the people who have taken the group who has taken uh, physics chemistry and biology and then commerce and then arts so uh that's that's quite weird but that's the reality in india right now and uh, I, I mean that's a, that that's a uh, sorry what was your question
0: oh we're just uh, so you mentioned before that it's just a psychological thing that people go through yeah. right yeah. um and uh, i have a quote here from you that says science is just a methodology to understand phenomena yes. right um if you can yes, expand yes. on that
1: <laughs> yeah so uh, the problem here is that science is—I uh, don't know what people think of science when they when they say because when they even when they talk about science because uh, they they keep science against anything and everything. For example, mm-hmm. God and science and religion or science, art or science. So the first question that I would ask is, what is science, right? So basically, science is a methodology. To understand the natural phenomena, mm-hmm. and that, yeah, which which basically over rely on quantitative analysis. So, um, however, to understand natural phenomena, there could be multiple uh, ways, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, the basic principle of research is not to close the horizon; to keep your horizon open. Now, the problem here is that we, as Muslims, we consider ourselves to be beings who have uh, a material body as well as soul mm-hmm. right and we cannot over rely uh, our understanding on quantitative analysis to uh, really comprehend what we are and what how the natural phenomena work so if we do that there comes atheism right mm-hmm. so to understand uh, the world in a holistic manner we have to keep ourselves our minds open and mm-hmm. we we don't have to restrict ourselves um uh, on purely quantitative quantitative analysis and you know say that if i cannot quantitatively prove this therefore this thing does not exist
0: mm-hmm. uh, so what so, advice do you give to students who are having that debate between you know should i go into um You know, literature, or should I go into a more sciencey field, basically, or if I should become an artist, or
1: that person's aptitude is so. Mm -hmm. uh, Now, this trend is there in India because uh, people. What I have seen is that people who do not who like who do not like science, they are pushed to take science by their parents or by the society or by you know because of peer pressure. Mm -hmm. So. Basically, you, you have an aptitude towards a particular subject, so go ahead with that, I would say. Mm-hmm. yeah. So do not pressurize yourself to take a subject just because the society is telling you to do that. Uh, if you are interested in that, go ahead. Yeah. But if you're not interested in that, do what you're, where your
0: interest lies. How did, um, so before we get into HUD, um, you have also Hood in Science, um, but it's not an active account right now. Um, but do you plan on expanding that later? Yeah, I was
1: figuring, uh, I like I've been figuring out what to do with that account. Mm-hmm. So initially it started as a communica- science communication page, mm-hmm. but then I realized that I should, uh, talk about research that people who are aspiring to do research like a little guide i i uh, i would offer a little guidance to them but then i like it's a mess right now i do not know what to do with that but i i know that i will do something with that account
0: inshallah um yeah. how do you make time to do everything that you're doing you know between your research um, and your work, you know, lab work really takes a long time and it takes a lot of effort from you. Um, and then also having time to, to do your art and do commission work and all of this. How, how do you do that? Yes. I'm, I, I'm awake at 1:30 talking to you. <laughs>
1: <So> <laughs> this is how I make time for things <laughs> that are important. So basically you, um, first thing is that you don't tell yourself that you don't have time. you, mm-hmm like it's 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 something psychological as w- psychological as well that if you keep on telling yourself that you don't have time for uh, a certain thing you will not have time for that mm-hmm. although you'll waste hours scrolling through the social
0: media, and you'll be overwhelmed like way. this graphic on the screen
1: yeah so um uh yeah so the se- second thing is that you have to get your life a little disciplined mm-hmm. that, for example, what I do is I wake up after fudge, like I don't sleep after fudge. So that is the time where I um, have a lot of time for myself and as well as uh, I do a lot of art stuff like uh, work for Hood and Cape. Um, th- another thing is that... Um, Yeah, that's pretty much it. That's what mm-hmm. I, yeah, I was telling about. Yeah, um, most of my work that I've done, for example, the Muharram comics is a result mm-hmm. of the pandemic. So, oh, okay. uh, yeah, so there, because of the lockdown, our institute was also uh, shut. So because of that, I had a lot of time to work for Hood and Cape, mm-hmm. where this page uh, bloomed a lot. So, yeah, that's how it. Did, how did Hood and
0: Cape come to life? So I
1: started this page in 2017 in December, mm-hmm. and um, the reason was that I I wanted a fem because I'm a woman, therefore a female figure, a hijabi woman who represents obviously a Muslim to speak something to convey a message which is positive, because mm-hmm. positivity and Muslim identity were so apart, and because of uh, the tarnished identity of a Muslim because of the media and uh, all the social-political background that's been going. I needed that to happen because I live mm. in a uh, a non-Muslim dominant area country. So I need, I need because I needed that psychological, you know, something uh, uh, that that would fix that image. Mm. Then, um, although I I did not know how, like in the beginning, I did not know how the social media work but as I so basically I thought I would I I would you know get a lot of non-muslim audience and they would see that a Muslim woman is speaking you know Mm -hmm. spreading a positive message but that did not happen because social media works in such a manner that for example if a hijabi woman is there more of the Muslim audience will get attracted to your page and that happened (laughs) so a lot of Muslims came on became my audience so I uh, you know shifted. I shifted the message that I used to convey on my page from a broadly and generally positive message to mm-hmm. a little more Islamic um, oriented messages. Mm-hmm. And then I realized that um, most of the Muslims that used to follow me were Sunnis. and then I realized that at that point that I need to come, you know be more vocal about me being Shia because I c- couldn't see any you know Shia, uh, for example, artist non-Persian, non-Farsi, mm-hmm. you know, non-Farsi captioned uh, art. So I did that. And now, uh, and that's how even Muharram comics came up. So,
0: yeah. That's, you get, that's- um, now, before you started the Muharram comics, did you get any uh, backlash on your page? And did that start right after people started seeing? Um, no, I knew- yeah I didn't. I-
1: I uh, made an illustration before that where I um, sh- showed like hood with her husband praying on a uh, praying mat with a turba mm. or a sitrika. So hmm. there, there were people who noticed that. What's that? You know, what what like Why what's that praying on a thing? rock? <laughs> yeah, no, no. People, 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 people didn't even look. Like pretend that they they, they pre- pretended as if they d- didn't even know what's that or maybe they did not know what's that so mm-hmm. uh, the messages that used to come was like what is that yellow circle on mm-hmm. the mat <laughs> or you know there were random messages that would come are you
0: Shia? <laughs> just, mm-hmm. just like random. Just are like you are Shia? you Shia? Wow.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, and then was that the point where you thought you know I need to Create that representation for the Shia community.
1: Um, it came gradually because mm-hmm. um, because I couldn't see any Shia illustrator out there, and therefore I thought that it it is needed because because the message of al Beth have to you know it has to go out. Mm-hmm. So you cannot hide that it, it, it's treasure. You cannot hide that it's it's unfair with that you know. Um, So I did that. And also, uh, sometimes when you do not find, you know, something on in your life, for example, in this case, I couldn't find um, a Shia comic or a Shia illustrator out Mm -hmm. there. If I thought that I would do it so that, you know, I could fill the space. Yeah, this is how it it gradually evolved.
0: Can you tell us about um, some of your Muharram illustrations?
1: um some of my Muharram, like anyone's like any one of the illustrations specifically or uh, uh yeah like
0: how how did you decide what to bring up and what um you should uh, really illustrate and you know shed a light to yeah so um yes so the thing is that
1: there there are a lot of misconceptions r- regarding Muharram like mm-hmm. in general in the non-shia community so to clarify those miscon like you know, generally, people who have misconception, whether non-Muslims who have against Islam or uh, uh, you know non-Shias who have against Shias, yeah. they do not know the background of the incidents or uh, you know the the thing that is happening, and they randomly throw questions without any mm-hmm. understanding of it. So um, you know, bec- uh, um, there, there's so there, there's so many backlash on Muharram, like in general, the 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 you know. Uh, the matham, the latimiyah, and all of that. And um, Muharram is generally, you know, equated to bloodshedding rituals. So yeah. there are a lot of, uh, you know, backlash to that. But to answer th- those questions, you have mm-hmm. to first of all explain people what Muharram is about. Yeah. Right? Secondary, secondly, that um, what I used to see uh, was that as Muharram started, people used to... You know, she non-shia uh, illustrators or non-shia like the, the pages who were not uh, who, who belong to non-shia community mm-hmm. used to you know send greetings uh on the new year so yeah. that's how you know this idea came up that mm-hmm. you know i should at, at least
0: acknowledge uh, and uh, bring awareness yeah, to I this.
1: Should, yeah bring awareness that what actually happened because because the re- reality is a lot of non-Shia's do not know about Muharram. Like the story mm-hmm. of Karbala, That a lot of them do not know.
0: Yeah. Can you take us through the process of your, like your creative process? So when you start to think about um, an illustration or a cartoon or a comic that you want to draw and then to the final product.
1: Yeah, so it, my uh, my page I know, it's hard very, <laughs> yeah, no, my page is very, it, it's not about a particular topic generally i mm-hmm. speak about a lot of issues so mm-hmm. there's there's something that is bothering me for example something that is happening in uh, india or maybe anywhere around the world which is bothering me and i make like i think that i have to like speak about it. like it's conscious that you know you have to mm, speak about it so mm-hmm. sometimes um, comics or illustration come up in that manner um sometimes what happens is that yeah something funny that ha- that has happened to you for example um there was a comic like it might not be with you in the screen mm-hmm. share but there, there there was a comic which was insp- inspired by my experience uh, as a hijabi mm-hmm. there, there are a lot of comics that i that I have made on this reg- like on this note so uh And you found that they resonated with others? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It resonated with others so much so that uh, there were people who accused me of copying the idea. (laughs) (laughs) Just like this one,
0: the mahrams-only salon. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So this is how, basically, and sometimes it happens that yeah sometimes i uh, share i, I share hadith or quranic messages mm-hmm. so that comes from there i have to do a little research on that topic sometimes for example in muharram comics i have to, i had to do a lot of research so yeah i i cannot say that there is one particular method creative method mm-hmm. to come to a comic or illustration because my illustrations are so di- like they are not monotonous yeah. um, they cover a lot of topics mm-hmm.
0: so Um, how has Islam helped you on your road to success? Yeah,
1: uh, the thing, um, it has a lot to do with that for, to start with, it has to do with the idea of success. So, um, so how do you define success? success? Yeah, the idea of success we have, whether we speak about, um, the comic, the the social media page, or I Mm -hmm. speak about my career Mm -hmm. as a researcher. So in both, like, I'll talk about them uh, one by one. For example, as a researcher, the uh, success, the the mainstream success, the idea of successes that I'll do, for example, at my PhD, then I'll do postdoc from a good lab. And then I'll uh, get uh, a professor, like I'll, I'll establish my own lab somewhere. And that's how, like, I'll compete and I'll produce papers, and ultimately I'll get a Nobel Prize. Like, it's the the highest stage mm-hmm. of uh, being a researcher. And
0: so that's in the definition.
1: Money and fame. So, yeah. like, in short, it's about money and fame. Yeah. So you can put it in in any manner. Like, at the end of the day, it comes up to money and fame. Mm-hmm. Similarly, on social media, you. Um, become like it it's the other way around, you become it's famous followers and, then, and likes, and then yeah, and then brand deals come, and then money follows, mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. it's again money and fame, so that's mm-hmm. how we you know even even we use this terminology in that uh, uh context itself like if we see if we say that this person is famous like this sorry this uh social media page is successful, we look at the number of followers that it has mm-hmm. and the impact it's making yeah. So this is how we see success. However, um, is, Islam it has a Islam has a very different idea of success. So Islam has, a, has the the the, the, um, co- the concept behind success in Islam is that you as an as a human being ha- you have a great potential to re- realize in your lifetime. One second, I'll drink water.
0: Mm-hmm. Go for it. And while you guys are watching, um, you can make sure to just go to our app, the Emoja app, and join in. Uh, We have a lot of programs going on uh, within the uh, the Shia uh, professionals uh, page, and you can check out and you can reach out to different mentors through there as well. So make sure to check that out.
1: Yeah. So, um, so I was saying that Islam has a very different concept of success. In mm-hmm. Islam, for example, as far as I have uh, you know read and listened to uh, scholars, success is that you, as an individual, as a human being, you have an immense potential to uh, achieve, as mm-hmm. you know, in your life lifetime, and that can happen when you start to reflect the qualities of God like you start to absorb the qualities of god and then you reflect that in your personality so that's like that's a high standard of success yeah. and you know that is a that's that's a road which you know like there's no uh, limit to that and you there's no limit to uh, you manifesting the qualities of allah mm-hmm. right and uh, the beauty of that path is that that's that is a self-constructive path rather uh, the path that we are pushed to uh, to achieve success in this materialistic context is a mm-hmm. self-destructive path you get a lot of problems physical mental emotional when you go behind money and fame right whereas if you go behind uh, the success that islam has you know showed you if you if you go to uh, if you go on that path,
0: mm-hmm. you
1: will find peace in your life, and you'll f- mm-hmm. uh, find happiness in your life.
0: Um. So, one more question for you is: uh, I think a lot of people wonder why you keep your identity a secret, especially with social media being so public and open these days. Um, so, if you want to let us yeah, know a little bit so on that,
1: there are multiple reasons for that. First reason is that um, I have my experience with cyber bullying, and mm-hmm. I like, there was a there's a guy who used to bully a lot of not just me a lot of illustrators Muslim illustrators so we mm-hmm. all have common experience with that so that was uh, very traumatic yeah so I do not like I uh, want to play safe when it comes to cyber security because uh, there, there's a, there's a lot of problems there.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Second reason is um because of the activism, mm-hmm. I want to do it, you know, anonymously because that way you'll be able to speak more. You'll like, you'll be able more to freely. create impact more.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: More freely as well.
0: And so I was
1: gonna
0: say you've spoken about a lot of different issues um that have happened globally, right?
1: Yes. So uh, the third reason for me to remain uh, a secret, like a se- uh, anonymous, mm-hmm. is that um, I do not want to associate my like myself, who I am, with hood in a way that I associated fame with myself because mm-hmm. you you never know, like you never know when uh, uh Riyakari comes in, right? Yeah. So and when that then when 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 that comes in uh like your work has no value Mm -hmm. and and, uh you know i fear that one day like it will happen one day uh, uh, obviously that will happen one day Mm -hmm. that you will face your imam and you will present your you know what what you yeah it will definitely happen that you will like Either, either in this world or the next, but that is going to happen. That you, you will, you have to be answerable, right? Mm-hmm. You will face your imam, and you know you will give you will present what you have done, and then he rejects and like, no, this is rehakar. This, this was all you. This was nothing useful. So, it's good to stay away from fame because that's like walking on the edge of the cliff.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, Hud, thank you so much for all of your insight. Um, before we end our show, I wanted to ask you, what is your, your final piece of advice for our listeners today?
1: So, um, I'll like I will give uh, I'll speak about both the aspects that I have spoken about in sure. the past uh, half an hour. That is uh, oh, my illustration, like social media and mm-hmm. illustration, as well as uh, my career-related advice or people who who are uh, into science or uh, research or higher education so um, for my first advice for the people who are on social media and who are uh, uh, trying to make an impact is that do not you know get overwhelmed by the numbers that will happen mm-hmm. you will feel uh, low at many points uh, in in your journey because of the numbers but, uh, you know, you have to keep on telling yourself that it's okay. You know, you have to keep reminding yourself what is the aim of y- the work you are trying to do on this on this social media. Because you have to, you know, you have to understand that the social media is not in favor of you. This mm-hmm. is not a platform that is the the best platform for the followers of L Beth. Mm-hmm. This is rather, you know... Uh, something which is not favorable this is this platform is controlled by the people who you know might be the enemies of the imam of the time mm-hmm. so um so there will be pro there will be time that t- there'll be time because of because social media is governed by the trends that happen there mm-hmm. for example um now tiktok has come right mm-hmm. reels have come and there's a lot of music there yeah so you never know when you will slip and yeah, you'll never true. know when yeah you'll never know what you you know when your aim will shift mm-hmm. to a god-centric aim like from a god-centric aim to your to self-centric aim because social media is so good at making everything about you and pulling you into that yeah so yeah. you have to keep reminding yourself uh, that again and again because that will happen you will feel low and mm-hmm. um, my advice for the people who are uh, pursue, pursuing higher education mm-hmm. is that um, something on the similar lines that you, know, pursue, you have an aim behind um, pursuing higher education, which is greater than your personal benefits that you will get from that. Mm-hmm. right? Uh, always try to be God-centric in your approach because... That is a self-construct. That is the only self-constructive path. If if you if your if your mindset will change from God-centric orientation to uh, a self-centric path, that that becomes destructive, and that's where atheism springs. Mm
0: -hmm. So
1: uh, you have to be very careful um, when you go ahead in your journey.
0: Thank you so much, Hood. Uh, it was lovely to have you and amazing. Um, you have shared so much amazing advice. Um, and we're really happy that you actually really made the time in the middle of the night to do this. So thank you so much.
1: It was so fun. It was nice talking to you even prior to the show and uh, even right now. It's
0: So I mean, you're so uh, nice to talk to. <laughs> Alhamdulillah. Thank you so much for your kind words. Um, okay. And thank you for everyone who tuned in. Please tune in every week on YouTube to hear all of our future f- shows. And if, and don't forget, if you have any questions for our speakers, um, you can check out the Inspire app. Um, it's a question and answer platform f- for career advice in our Shia community. Um, and it doesn't have to just be for uh, asking questions to the show, but you have contact with actual professionals who can answer your questions there on the platform. Um, so feel free to answer any question, ask any questions that you have. Um, You can just go into our speaker questions uh, about the career journey. Sorry, you can just go into the Inspire button on the Emoja app home screen and click the question widget. Select the talk show field and type your question for any guest. You were just listening to the UMentor talk show. If you missed this or future shows, you can always hear the replay on the UMentor website under prior talk shows. And please subscribe to our iTunes SoundCloud um, podcast so you never miss another show. Make sure to tune in next week at 3 p.m. to hear from our uh, next speaker on the teen edition of the Humander Talk Show. Emoji Outreach Foundation, uniting and empowering the Shia community.